0: So um, hello and a very warm welcome to Katie Sadler today. Thank you for joining me, Katie. Hi, Hi, nice to speak to you. Um, So the reason I wanted to speak to Katie is because she is a book marketing person, but she's also a freelancer and small business owner herself, so she's kind of on both sides of of the fence. Um, and I always think that makes for, um, more interesting advice. Um, so Katie, I was wondering, um, I know that you work with authors and with small business owners, um, and that your background is in traditional publishing. Um, but can you just, um, tell us a little bit about, uh, your work background just to get us started?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I started working in publishing about 12 years ago. Um, my first job was for Ebury publishing who do mostly nonfiction and they're part of what was just random house, but it's now and random house. Um, and I was there for about five years, which was really, really brilliant place to get my start. Cause I worked on, um, sort of a lot of small business owners who were writing business books and then also, um, giant brands. So I worked on the first, um, Great British Bake Off books which were really fun to work on and I worked on doctor who, um, so a lot of like the big BBC brands I did, um, marketing campaigns for, then I moved across to HarperCollins where I worked in the fiction team and that was, again, it was super interesting because i would not worked on fiction before, um, particularly either do have a fiction list now, but at the time it was just sort of starting out. Um, So it was a completely different challenge, working with debut authors, established authors. Um, While I was there, I worked with people like Cecilia Hearn, um, S.J. Paris, George R. Martin. Um, So, you know, again, some really, really big name brands, but also some debut authors and some sort of smaller um, books as well, which was brilliant. Um, So while I was there, I was, um, I became pregnant. And then I went back and then a few months after I went back, I got pregnant again. Um, and when I was on my second maternity leave, I realized that I wanted to make quite a big change. Um, I didn't really want to go back to working full time, but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I ended up taking a maternity contract, um, with Quercus who are part of Hachette, um, and I was there for a year. And while I was there, I launched a kind of side hustle working with authors directly, um. And then in March last year, I went fully freelance, which I enjoyed hugely. So I was working again with authors and a couple of small businesses, um, on their, mostly on their social media and their online presence. Um, and then as of January this year, I've gone back to, mater- I've gone back to Quercus, but on a much, on a part-time basis, um, covering the same person's second maternity leave, um, which has been brilliant. So now I have a kind of a dual role. So I'm part of the week I work for Quercus and then part of the week I work um, directly
0: with authors. Mm, I've always found it quite nice to have that balance of um, doing two things um, and knowing that you have um, some certainty as well. um, Yes, uh, exactly. exactly. Um, And so for those people who are listening to this who aren't necessarily that clear on what the marketing department does in a traditional publishing house, um, can you just kind of broadly outline for people what kinds of things fall within uh your remit
1: yeah sure so um obviously there's a lot that gets done a lot of it's kind of under the radar so um for example um marketing departments will make book proofs um which are the first sort of advanced reading copies that people will have so that's reviewers uh more and more book bloggers and other kind of instagram influencers they'll get early review copies to read and um share their opinions online about, um, so they do that. They also work really closely with the sales teams and also with booksellers directly. So we have a lot of communication with individual Waterstones stores and um, independent bookstores. Um, we also do kind of, not, I mean, it's not standard cause it does work really well, but like, you know, Amazon advertising and Facebook advertising um, are a big part of what, book marketing and people in particular do. But then we also have a lot of like a lot of creativity because book budgets tend to be very small. Um especially if you compare it to like I don't know, I remember someone telling me the budget of Sky um <laughs> one program when I was working on the Game of Thrones and I was I mean literally gobsmacked. Um so yeah our budgets are very very small so you have to be really creative with them to try and reach as many people as possible with uh not not a giant amount of money um, so a lot of it is spent brainstorming ways that you can reach consumers online um, and help people spread word of mouth because that is still the number one way that people find out about books
0: and another thing that I wanted to ask you about was um, when when it comes to putting together a launch for a book what are the kind of main moving parts that you'd be thinking about in a book launch
1: well generally you would be thinking about how you can build buzz, so how you can get people excited about it, particularly booksellers and head buyers at book, bookstores. Um, so it can be really challenging now to get books even into shops. Um, Warstones are really have really like cut back on how many books they take and how they promote it. Supermarkets are cutting their ranges all the time. Um, Amazon obviously take everything, but you can get everything. So it's making books stand out. Um, so yeah, it's, we, we start working generally about six months in advance. Um, and that's getting people excited in house, uh, getting people excited out of house, making sure that people know that this is a priority book if it is, if it is one, or if it isn't like a super priority book, making sure that, um, people still know how they can support it as best as possible um it can be it can be quite it can can be quite a challenging job um especially if it's a book that you're personally really passionate about but maybe like the war stone is not that keen on it's how do you get them to take more copies and to get more copies into the stores and a lot of it is then and it's kind of like going the other way up so how can we get the individual stores excited and requesting it from head office um and But you know, sometimes it can, sometimes it can work really well, you know, if you don't have that much time, for example, I've been working on a book, um, which we announced today, uh, and we found out about that book less than two weeks ago. Um, so. And it's published tomorrow. <laughs> wow,
0: That is so unusual because I'm forever explaining to people how slow yeah. and long the process is in traditional publishing and yep. that's, that's just blown my mind. So what, what yeah,
1: it's, know? uh, usually the process is very, very long. Um, but sometimes it can work very quickly, which is quite nice. Cause it means that like, you know, sometimes you feel like you've been working on a book forever and you you almost have, I mean, there are books. So because I had nine months where I was not at focus. There are books that I was working on before I left, that I'm still working on. Um, so you know,
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah the this book is, is usually very long. The, but, the book yeah. that's just come in is that um, exceptionally timely. Is that why it's been? Fantastic? Yeah,
1: essentially, it's a book that was written. It was written 15 years ago um, after after the avian flu. Um, and it was based on all of the research. It's it's a thriller. It's like a crime. It's a crime novel essentially, and it, it's set during a pandemic. Um, so it's very very timely. Um, but and yes, yeah, some, someone suggested to the author, you should write a book now. This is, you know this would be great. And he was like, actually, I already have this book. <laughs> but no one no one would publish it 15 years ago because it seems so unlikely that London would ever be in a lockdown. Um, they said it was too far-fetched. So yeah, it's, really, it's been really interesting working on that. It's been uh, probably the fastest published book I've ever worked on.
0: <laughs> and, and to what extent do you um, rely on the, pub- on the um, writer themselves having their own platform and their own community or audience?
1: It's very important for authors to be on social media, um, increasingly so. I mean, we don't rely on it as such, because obviously we do work with authors who are either not active or have just, are just getting started all the time. Um, but I think it makes a huge difference if they have got a relationship with their reader, especially if they are a series author or somebody who publishes regularly. Um, but it's also really important to build relationships with other authors, um, and with, you know, with, with media in general. So with reviewers, um, with, uh, with book bloggers, I think it's all just so, so helpful. So when a book does come about, um, they know who, you know, when, when we pitch a book to them, they know who we're talking, who we're talking
0: about. So when people are kind of thinking about submitting, um, and, and maybe even at the very early stages of thinking about writing, it's really worth their while to be kind of building that network. as, as early as possible and getting to know book bloggers and and those kinds of making those kinds of connections so that they've laid the ground in advance. So to speak.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I have seen quite, it was, it was a while ago, but there was somebody who I knew I know who used to be a book blogger she isn't anymore, but she used to be, and I remember when she announced that she got a book deal, she just got so much support from the other book bloggers. Um, and I think that's the thing that is really nice if you have if you're already building that, those connections, you're building relationships, people are generally like really supportive in the book community. Mm. Um, so I think it is, it's just a nice thing to
0: do um, generally, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, what do you see working particularly well on social media to promote books at, at the point at which people have launched? Um, is there anything, any platforms you see interesting things happening in or anything in particular that you think is of note?
1: Um, I think the platform matters less than how people engage with their audience Um, because you do see some authors who thoroughly talk about their own book or they might be part of like some kind of, um, I'm not sure what they're called, like a a chain of authors and they just promote one, promote each other's books constantly and that's if you look at their newsfeed um, it would just be promotion, 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 promotion. And I think that obviously doesn't, doesn't really work because it doesn't connect with anybody. Um, but then when you see people who are posting really interesting insights into their life, they're posting like behind the scenes of the book, they're posting their inspiration, they're posting things that are interesting and they're funny and they are like, Helpful to their reader. I don't think it really matters what platform you do it on, as long as that's where your reader is. Um, I mean, obviously, Instagram has had loads of um, traction recently, particularly amongst the book books, uh, sorry, particularly amongst the bookstagrammer community, um, because books are beautiful, uh, which helps. Um, And I've seen a lot of authors using that really well. but I've also seen authors who are on you know, multiple channels and they're building up really great engagement, but they never tell people that they actually have a book. Um, so it's kind of, you have to get the balance right between being really engaging and connecting with people and also remembering to tell people that you are an author and you have a book that's coming out.
0: Yes, yes, I think that that's um, an issue also with some small business owners
1: who yeah.
0: really focus on the engagement side and, and that's lovely, but they don't mention what they have for sale.
1: And I think that's something like on Instagram in particular. So I was recently, um, I was looking to buy some soap uh, and I put up a thing on Instagram stories saying, does anybody have any like nice, lovely small business people who make soap? Um, and someone came back to me and mentioned somebody who I already followed and I have followed them for ages and I had no, like literally no idea that they sold it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because they, they publish really, really beautiful pictures. Um, and some of them are product shots. I kind of just assumed that they were things that they had in their house. I could, cause I didn't know that they were selling mm. those things. Um, so yeah, it's just important to remember to sell your thing.
0: Yes. And on that note, um, if somebody's listening to this and thinking, um, you know, I know that I could do with some marketing help, um, what kinds of services do you offer as a freelancer to either? um, business owners or to new authors?
1: Well, I work with people one-on-one and um, so they can find out all about that on my website, which I'll give you the link for. Um, but I've also got, um, a workbook, which is a really low cost way of just having a think about, you know, who are you actually speaking to? What do you actually want to talk about? If, if you, if you want to create a plan this is a really good way of like having an overall sort of holistic view of your plat- of your channels and thinking about what you want to say on each one and, um, you know, what kind of content would engage your audience. So I'd recommend probably starting with that. And then if you want more help just to get in touch with me directly.
0: Okay. And I will be um, linking to your site uh, when this interview goes out. Um, so I think that was everything that I had to ask. Um, so thank you very much indeed for um, joining me today. Thanks.